Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Keys. Welcome to our broadcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. But they don't take that word and establish it in their heart. Are you hearing? You're taking notes because we tell you to. You feel like you have to. And so that's okay that you take notes. Are you listening? That's okay that you take notes. We want you to do that. But we want you to take and go home and look at that, those notes that you wrote. Maybe you need to fix something in them so you can understand them. Because I've seen my notes of scribble and I go, what did I write? <laughs> but you should, you should put it in your heart. Let it be written in the tablets of your heart. So it's not easily stolen. Satan can't take the revelation or understanding out of your heart. Now, he can take that which you don't understand, the Bible says. But he can't take, he can't just get in your heart and take things that you have a revelation of. Amen. You've heard me say that before. That's why, well, how's it become revelation? You, you have uh, done what Joshua 1.8 says. You meditate on it day and night. Amen. Why? So you can, make, you can make your way prosperous. And have good success. Somebody's got to put it to memory. Somebody's got to put it in their heart. And you'll want to because it's a treasure. It should be a treasure. What God said, what he's talking to you right now should be important and should be like a treasure in your heart. You're not just buzzing off somewhere and thinking about something else and having a hard time focusing. No, it's not about me and how I, uh, a great orator, puppeteer, not puppeteer, puppeteer, you know, and and just give you sweet words and get you all frothed up and excited and, you know, and, and, and then you don't remember a thing I said. It's not about... How the message is given is how it's received. If I slur a little bit and mispronounce a word, that shouldn't mean anything to you. It's still God talking to you. A blooper once in a while. It doesn't matter how it's said. It's mattered how it's received. Amen. Amen. You can get in trouble having, well, I got my favorite minister. No, you, your favorite minister is standing before you right now. Amen. You're not called to hear everybody else's voice. You're called to hear Amen. the voice of the Father through the man and woman of God that God Amen. gave you. Amen. That's why Dr. Jan said, you know, it's good that we listen to Dr. Nancy. She has made a, a mighty, uh, uh, awesome uh, change in our life personally and, and yours. We it, the words that she brings, brings change. Amen. I praise God for that. But she's not your main feeder. Amen. It shouldn't be if I walk by, you know, the only voice you got on is Dr. Nancy. You should have our voice on. Amen. There's some that come, to, you know, they're cleaning and things and they're listening to everything else, but they're not listening to their man and woman of God. Amen. That means you're not connecting. You're not, you're not sitting there thinking, that's a treasure to my life. Well, they have a better way of saying it, and they're, they're really good, and I can really listen to them. I listen to you, Pastor, and I just start going to sleep. You're not connecting. And like Dr. Nan, Dr. Jan just said, that's out of order. Hello? Because they don't live with you. 
They're not praying for you like I do. Dr. Nancy's praying for us, but she's not praying for y'all every day. Hello. And we love her. She's our pastor. I'm not dishonoring her. I'm just saying sometimes we can get out of order. Somebody that still goes to this church, they used to tell me, yeah, I listen to this pastor, and, and he writes me letters, and, and he tells me this and that, and, and so what? I get letters from Brother Copeland and Brother Jerry. They're not my mean Peter. They're awesome, <laughs> you know. But anybody can be a partner with somebody. But your main partnership and the... And fellowship, see, the Bible said, Paul said that you fellowship with our doctrine. Amen. You fellowship here with a doctrine in which we, we preach to you. And you should treasure it. Understand what I'm saying. If it becomes a treasure to you, you you'll see to it it's, it's placed deep in your heart. Amen. It won't just be fancy notes and, and you never look at them again. I'm glad you take notes. Some of you probably don't take very good notes. But it, the main thing is get it in your heart. Amen. Understand. Make it a treasure to you. Amen. That's how you become developed. That's how you see change. That's how you start having the spirit of wisdom and revelation <coughs> of the knowledge of him. It's, it's not just a spirit of revelation. Some people, I just got to have revelation. I got to have, I got, you know, and they're just revelation chasers like tornado chasers and, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, it, it's about him. Yes. It's about him, the knowledge of him, the father of glory. Amen. Yes. And the eyes of your understanding, verse 18, being enlightened. See, God wants you to have understanding, enlightenment, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of his glory? Of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 19. We're in chapter 1, verse 19 again. And what is the exceedingly greatness of his power? His power towards us. Amen. Without his power, we can't do anything or have anything. But with his power, we can have everything and be everything he wants us to be. Inward, who believes according to the working of his mighty power. There's a mighty power working in us. When he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. We learned about places last week, right? Far above every principality and power and dominion and everything that is named. He's got the highest name. Amen. The name of Jesus. Right? Not only in this world, but that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet. Well, we can see the position of Christ. Everything is under his feet. Why? And has given him to be the head. Jesus is the head over all things, even the church. Amen. He's been given universal power over everything. And especially the church. Amen. Say, Jesus is the head. Jesus is the head. Amen. And then it says in verse 23, which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all 
in all. The fullness of him that fills all in all. The fullness of him. Underline that. That fills, fills all in all. Well, what's that mean? We are fulfilled in him. We experience fullness in him. People chase money. They chase jobs. They chase success. They chase uh, influence. But there's no fullness outside of him. Do you want to be filled with the fullness of Christ? Chase him. Long for him. Love him. Praise him. Worship him. He's the head of the body. We're the body. So that means all, all powers and principalities and dominions, all these things are under his feet. Well, we're his body, so they're under his feet. But yet, folks don't experience fullness of authority in their life because they don't recognize the head. They want authority without recognizing and worshiping and praising and making him Lord over their life, the head. He's got to be Lord of everything, not just, not just one thing or a couple of things. There's no skipping and, and making shortcuts in the kingdom of God. There's no road of least resistance. Well, I'll, I'll give God this part of my life, but this is I'm reserving for myself. No, it's all his purpose. It's all his plan. It's all his will. Amen for our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, to know God and his love. Go to, go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. We'll look at, uh, starting with verse 14. Now, let's, let's go to 16. I'll start 14. For this cause I bow my knees. See, there has to be a humbleness. And submission, a yielding, amen, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not willing to humble, submit yourself, commit yourself, consecrate yourself, you, you, don't, you, you won't experience the fullness. And if you're not experiencing the fullness, your life will not be established. Is this helping you? Verse 15, of whom the whole family in heaven... And earth is named. So there's a, we're part of a family of heaven and earth. Praise the Lord. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. We're strengthened with his might. Amen. By the spirit. Amen. By the spirit. That's a capital S. By the spirit in the inner man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth. Oh, no, I skipped a verse. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts. See, it's about Christ in your hearts by faith. You, you, everything you get or ever had is through faith. That you being rooted and grounded. Rooted and grounded. See, established. Rooted and grounded in what? In love. Amen. There has to be a love for Jesus. There has to be a love for God. 
Well, I love God. Yeah, but do you love him more in your job? Maybe your family? Huh? Your success? Your influence? You've got to love him with everything. Love the Lord your God with all your strength, all your might, all your everything. Love him first. Amen. So, rooted and grounded in what? In love. A love for God. A love for his word. We need to treasure it. Just like we treasure uh, the notes we get from Dr. Nancy. We treasure them. We save them. Amen. I, I treasure the cards that y'all send me. I still got a lot of them. I store them in places. It means something to me, what you say. I don't, I don't say, well, just give me the money in it and take, take the envelope and just chuck it in the trash can. No, it means something to me. It's, it's, it's from your heart. Amen. I like the money, but I, I like what you say better. <laughs> it means something to me. <laughs> I ain't lying to you. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I might want to buy my wife something. Praise the Lord. So I love doing that. I may want to sow a seed. One birthday I got so, so much money and, and I heard a need and, and uh, uh, a pastor was believing for some folks that were missionaries to help them and feed them. And they were going through, you know, uh, some attacks. Uh, I sent I sent a I sent the whole birthday thing to to uh, to that offering. I love doing that. That's why I don't love money, but I like getting it, just like you do. But if God requires of it, He can have it. Amen. And it's a joy doing that. It's fun doing that. So, but I I treasure I treasure what you say. Amen. And and uh, eventually I I you know, may throw them away because I run out of room, but, but I do, I hold on to them and I look at them. So does Dr. Jan. All right, you got that point? So we, we, should, we should love God and what he says should mean something to us. Verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, the length, the depth of, uh, the height of what? And to know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge that you may be filled with what? With all the fullness of God. See, when we have a love for God and his son, fullness comes. Amen. When we have a love for his word, fullness comes. When we have a love for the saints of God in the house of God. Not just our favorite people. Huh? I, I, I know some of you that you, you, you rubbed elbows the wrong way with others in the church. And, and uh, they're not your favorite people. You don't want to sit with them. You don't want to fellowship with them. You don't especially want to have them over at your house or take them out to dinner or lunch. I don't want to spend no money on them people. Huh? Come on, somebody. Well, they said something. They did something. I, you know, uh, I, I just don't like them. That's not love. Love covers. Love will cause you to like somebody. Amen. You know, I, I, I tell you, I don't, I, I haven't, uh, I, I got to be careful how I say this, but there's, there's, some, there's some ministers that, you know, I thought, well, I don't want to be around them. They're kind of haughty and 
and uh, think they're better than me. And, you know, I'm, I'm just as anointed as anybody else. And, and I've probably been in minister longer, ministry longer and everything else. And, and then God says, you know how to fix that problem? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Sow a seed. Show love. Amen. Amen. And, you know, it, didn't, it, it wasn't where he agreed with me. He said, I'll fix them. I'll straighten up their attitude for you. You've been in ministry longer than them, and, and you know more than them. You, you know, uh, you've done more. You, so so you, you, you know, I'll, I'll pour coals of hot fire on their head. You know, that's, people say they misquote those scriptures anyway. No, he didn't say that. He recognized I had the problem. Hello? If you listen to God, and a lot of times it'll happen right in church when you're sitting real close to somebody. Are you listening? Yeah, but they said this, they said that. Well, maybe they said it, maybe they didn't. Yeah, I got one come on and oh me. I appreciate the come on. Amen. We all have our favorites and then we have our disfavorites. Why is that? There's no fullness in that. Don't expect the fullness of the love of God to operate in your life. Are you listening? See, we, we hinder God's fullness in our life. The fullness of love, fullness of peace, fullness of joy. Because we don't, we don't love everybody in fullness. Amen. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Amen. So, so uh, I, I know that uh, uh, I had to correct my attitude. Or God corrected it. And I was willing to let him do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, unto them. Excuse me. We read 19, right? Might be filled with all the fullness. See, the, the, the word fullness here <coughs> that's found in this scripture and in Ephesians 1, 23, means, it means to be filled, to, me, to be supplied. Write this down. The word fullness means supply, furnished. I like this word, crammed. Crammed. Have you ever tried to cram your suitcase? <laughs> huh? Now you want to uncram them because if you're flying somewhere, they, you can only go up to 50 pounds, and, and you're thinking, man, i got to take that, that out and this out and like to cram more in there, but I can't because I don't want to pay the extra money <laughs> for a suitcase. It means crammed. It means Calls to abound. Fullness means calls to, to abound. Another, another word is to the top. Filled to the brim. It means to make complete and perfect. Fullness to, means to make complete and fullness. If you have resentment, uh, jealousy, covet, anything of your neighbor, you'll never have fullness 
And if you don't have fullness, your life will not be established. So that's why we need the word like we're getting right now. To have our heart to be examined, to be corrected, so that we can have fullness. I love what Dr. Nancy said and uh, Dr. Bill Winston. God wants us to be landowners. Dr. Nancy was challenged by, by the Pearsons about owning more than two houses. And said, that's not right. They're both, they're both 15 minutes between each other, so that's, that only counts as one. <laughs> she was challenged. And she thought about selling the, the house that she's living in right now as she's uh, re, uh, fixing the castle and uh, <clears throat> fixing it up a little bit. So she's living in, in the other house, and she thought, I want to sell this house so that I can fix the other house. And God says, why do you have to sell something to own something? That's a challenge. Why not own more? Well, Pastor, I don't even own a house. Why? Well, that hurts. Why not? Every one of you in here, other than the children, should be an owner. I said you should own a house. Did you hear me? And not just one house and go, that's enough. Dr. Nancy owns three houses and God challenged her to get another one. And she's thinking, I'm going to sell this one. And God says, why do you got to sell one to own one? That's a challenge. That means take your thinking up. If you're not willing to be challenged to grow, then you'll never go up. You'll never live fullness, abounding, filled up to the brim. Just when you think that's enough, God says, no, that's not enough. When Dr. Jan was talking the other day about stretching, how it was such a struggle for Dr. Ed. Uh, I mean, he struggled with everything he had to own an airplane. And when, when he come to a place where it wasn't a struggle no more, God said, okay, it's time to stretch and get a bigger one, a better one. But God, I just got used to this one. I can handle this one. No, time to stretch. Are you listening? It's amazing. The world can say things to people. And live that way. But the body of Christ box it. Why do they balk that? Why do they reason with that? They're not full. If you're going to experience fullness of God, you've got to be more full. You've got to get filled up. Filled up to the brim. Well, you think you can't handle no more and cram some more in. Are you, are you listening? Right now you're being challenged in your... And you're so mine, but your spirit's hungry for it. Amen. Your spirit can handle this. Amen. Just feed it. Come to a place where you live by the spirit and not by your carnal way of thinking. Quit letting your mind control your life. Allow Christ to be formed in you. Amen. Experience the fullness. Uh, and it all starts with the love you have for God and the kingdom of God and one another and, and the love for the world, not the system, but for the lost souls. See, you can't experience fullness without a hunger for souls. When's the last time you won somebody to Christ? 
When's the last time you even invited them here? Jan and I were talking, and, and we're going to have, I'm going to announce it right now, we're going to have a miracle uh, uh, healing night. Amen. We're going to do it once a, once a night. And so I, once a, uh, once a, once a, once a month. <laughs> Every night, praise the Lord. <laughs> That'll stretch your brain. I just got stretched myself. <laughs> a healing, uh, a miracle service, once a month. We're going to announce it. And, and I said, you know, it would really help if our people go around to the highways and byways, to all their friends and people that are sick, Amen. and invite them. Yes. Amen. Dr. Jan challenged me and said, you know, uh, they don't even invite anybody now. When are they, why are they going to invite you to a miracle service? And I said, some that are sick in our church don't even come themselves. And some that are sick that need healing don't even show up. So, that, that, so that's a negative. But I'm going to pronounce. You're going to get more hungry for souls. Amen. Bible says, uh, uh, believe the words of the prophet. And they'll come to pass. Amen. Let me quote that scripture because I wrote that down. That's in Second uh, Chronicles chapter, chapter 20, verse 20, which we've already quoted a portion of that. But it says, if you believe in the prophet, you will get the prophet's reward. So I'm just going to command in Jesus' name that you're going to start experiencing the fullness of God. Amen. And part of that fullness is being, have such a, a, a intense, insatiable, is that a good word? Uh, love for God and the kingdom of God. Amen. And, and a, a love for one another and a love for souls. I command it. Amen. Just take that. I, uh, that, that you'll be hungry. Enough that you, you know you're not full. You're not crammed to the brim or to the top and overflowing with the love of God. Amen. For the kingdom. For the word of God. Amen. For God himself. For his son. And for, and for the kingdom of God. Amen. And for one another. Because we're part of the kingdom. It's a treasure to you. Amen. You should be able to look across the aisles. In this place and say, you know what? I'm so grateful for, for that person. Yes. I'm Amen. so grateful and, and, and I treasure them. Yes. Some of you don't treasure. You, be, you don't even treasure yourself, let alone somebody in this church. And that's got to change. Yes. If you don't love yourself, you can't love nobody. It all starts with the love of God. If you start loving God and treasuring the things of God, then you'll start treasuring one another. Sound like a whole different message, but this is how to get established. <clears throat> I wrote this down, and, and uh, there, I only wrote down three ways. Three ways to become established in your believing. I, I actually wrote faith in believing, but number one is the word. The word of God is the covenant promise. I've already been talking about that. It is and has all the force and power to create change. 
I'm getting a new thing. Y'all sold to it. I'm going to meet with somebody tomorrow. Amen. <clears throat> so you know that's the end of that stuff happening. <clears throat> I've gotten too good catching stuff on the way down. The Word of God, it is and has all the force and power to create, to change, and move things. I love what Dr. Winston, Bill Winston said, and I don't, don't just want to quote him all the time, but what he said was so powerful. He said, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats, the Independents, uh, a certain person is not going to change anything. It's only the Word can change it. But he showed the condition of the church. The condition of the church is not using the word to change anything. It has all the power and force to change the world. The word does. But we got to speak it out of our mouth and do it by faith and believe the things that we say. And they'll come to pass. We got to commit to it. Consecrate to it. It needs to be the most valuable treasure of our life. Jesus came and gave us the word. Amen. Amen. Anything that you're going to get and that you need, faith, healing, salvation, amen, strength, all comes from the word of God. Number two, believe God and his word. I've already covered that, but believe God. We need to believe God. Paul said, I believe God and what he told me. Of course, their ship sank and they were on a island somewhere they all God said you're, you're going to lose everything the ship's going to sink because you didn't listen to me amen you didn't hear you didn't listen to one thing she's cold she's cold all right pay attention all right <clears throat> you didn't believe me so so you're going to lose your ship you're going to lose all your supplies but be a good cheer you're going to live <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Some people would rather die when they lose all their things because they're married to them. Number, number three, how to be established in, in your belief. Number three is stand firm. Do everything to strengthen the inner man. Ephesians 3.16. If your inner man's not strengthened, you'll quit. You won't stand firm. You could call, call me and say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm going to pray not just for your healing. I'm going to pray that you're strengthened in your inner man. Because if you're not strengthened in your inner man, you'll quit. You won't go any further. If you've got, if you got a real uh, threat of your life from sickness, some people give up. Depending on the uh, level of, of sickness. Or disease. They, they quit. Amen. So you got to be strengthened in, in, the, in the inner man. Amen. To stand firm. We need to learn and do it more. Pray in the Holy Spirit. We're Pentecostals. We call ourselves Pentecostals. But not a lot of people pray very long in the Spirit. You could pray in the Spirit all day long. Amen. You don't have to be yelling and screaming at the top of your voice. It's, you know, it's like Rainbow. She's running a bank, and she doesn't just start screaming and yelling, speaking in tongues, and 
people will think, what language is that? <laughs> huh? And run out of the bank. No. You can mutter. You can pray in the Holy Spirit and go about your business. Amen. And pray in the Holy Spirit. But there needs to be quiet time where you shut off your, your tablets and phones. Get away in a prayer closet. Private time with God. Fellowshipping with God. Amen. If you're going to experience fullness in every area of your life, you need to make sure you take time for God. And not just five minutes Amen. on your way to work. That's where most believers live. And that's why <clears throat> they couldn't cast the devil out of a fly. Believe in the prophets and you'll get the prophet's reward. In Second. Second Timothy chapter one, verse twelve and three, Paul starts describing and talking to a spiritual son, and he's saying to him those things that's been put in you. Amen. Guard them. The faith that was put in there by your grandmother and your mother, guard them. The words and the times that I laid hands on you, guard them, Amen. keep them. That's what he said. And then he said something that I thought was really good in 1 Timothy 1.16. It's all good. But he said, I've showed you an example. And he called it a pattern, a form. The word form means an outline, a sketch. For him to follow. There's been an example for us to follow. There's no reason why we need to reinvent the wheel. We can follow Christ who has been the pattern, the out outline that we can follow in, in, our, in our life. To follow. Imitation. Jesus said, Put on this mind, the mind of Christ. We heard a scripture about copying. We can copy Jesus and have success. God has put Jan and I as an examples before you. Patterns. Guard the examples that God has shown you in how to live a life of victory and success. Today I'm talking about how to be established in life. Well, you need to be filled to the full. Filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Word. And keep examples before you. Don't fellowship with those that don't honor what you honor. Amen. Don't fellowship with those that, that want to bring down their just chickens and take, take your joy. Amen. You can love people, but they can be fellowship from afar off. Family members or whatever. You don't allow Satan to alter the outline or the pattern or form in which God showed you how to live. 
You can get too close to people and listen to them squawk like chickens and tell you, you can't have that, you can't do this, you can't be that. And, and, and so you need a fellowship from afar off. Yes. Some people, you need to shut up, just take them out of your life. Not because you don't love them, but just say, you know what? I can't be with you no more because, because you're trying to alter the example or pattern that I'm supposed to follow. Amen. Understand what I'm saying? Amen. I know some of you have had family members and people that to have told you, don't go to church there. All they care about is money. Don't give your money away. You know, and, and all those kind of things, they're trying to alter the example or pattern that God's trying to get you to follow. Amen. Unless you're willing to stand firm, you won't stand for anything. It's time for a backbone. Amen. Amen. To stand strong. And that's what Paul was telling, telling uh, Timothy, his spiritual son. There's a pattern I showed you. A pattern of Christ. A pattern of my own life. An example that I've lived, even though, don't be ashamed of the gospel, he told him. Don't be ashamed of what you preach, and don't be ashamed of me, a prisoner for Christ. When he wrote him the letter, he was in prison, fixing to go and, and be before um, Caesar, go to court. He was a prisoner. He said, don't be ashamed of that. I'm showing you an example of how to live a life of victory and success, even in the worst circumstances. Yeah. Amen. You don't have to lose the purpose of God in a hard place. Amen. In fact, look at the life of Joseph. He was in a pit and was sold. Then he, you know, became a, a slave to Potiphar. And then he had a, <coughs> a, <laughs> a, a, a wife of Potiphar, lied about him. Had him thrown in prison. But every place he went, he didn't dishonor the purpose and plan of God in his life. He, he still treasured that. <clears throat> and because he did, eventually became second in command of all Egypt. And what he did, he ended up uh, being a supply to the, not just the whole earth, but to Israel. Well, Israel was in a famine. And everything he did spared the life of his family and the direct descendants of Israel. Amen. Sometimes we go through hard times, and, and I'm not expecting those. I'm not calling those out for you. I'm just, I'm just saying there's times you do go through things. Notice I said go through them. You don't stay there and camp there, but you go through them. Amen. And he did, but he didn't dishonor the, the, the pattern or the process in which God used in his life. He didn't lose the purpose and the plan of God in his life. I love what Dr. Nancy said that about Dr. Ed, who met somebody uh, on the inside of the gates. He was on the inside, and they, they weren't allowed to go to heaven yet. And he said, tell Dr. Nancy, I love her and to run her race with joy. Amen. Out of all the things heaven could have told her, he said, run your race with joy. An established life lived a life of joy. Amen. No matter what may attack 
your life, whatever you may go through, you don't have to lose your joy. Amen. Hello. Amen. Amen. You don't have to lose your joy. You can, when you're feeding on the Word, developing and staying full of the Word of God, praying in the Spirit, you always have fullness of joy. Amen. It pleases God. I'm not released to tell you a, a vision that I had. I told Jan, and uh, I saw heaven, and I saw how God operates in heaven, and what our praise means to God. Amen. And the joy that we operate in. Worship, praise, and joy. Hallelujah. Means to Him. Hallelujah. And and uh, without it, we can't have we can't live in fullness. Our life will not be established. You don't, your life doesn't have to be full of drama, full of problems, never having what God wants you to have. You don't have to live that way. You can have fullness. Amen. Praise the Lord. So it starts with you being established. Established heart, established life to live fullness. Amen? Praise God. We trust you have enjoyed today's message. To learn more about the ministry of Fireball Faith Fellowship and upcoming meetings, visit us at fireballfaithfellowship.org.